unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I've come to explain it and come to see it as a civic fraternity that promotes moral uh, self-improvement, uh, personal integrity, and service to others. Very much like the Boy Scouts, like you were saying. In mm. fact, I compare it to the Boy Scouts quite often. Oh, okay then. So it was, the Man Scouts. Yes. That's the, there yeah. we go. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Saints Unscripted, and we have with us today a very special guest, Brandon Cole. Brandon, I have just discovered, is the same Brandon Cole that I've interacted with many times uh, within the comment section of our videos. So if the name Brandon Cole rings a bell, you might have seen him in the comment section. Um, but Brandon is here. Brandon is a Freemason. And... I don't know that we've ever had, we've talked about Freemasonry before in a couple episodes. I don't know that we've ever had an actual Latter-day Saint Freemason on the show. So we're excited to have you. Um, if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe just give us the, the one paragraph version of what Freemasonry is for those who are unfamiliar with it. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. So uh, I've been a Freemason since 2016. Uh, I joined the Masonic Lodge down in St. George, Utah, where I currently live. And uh, I just forgot the rest of the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, so you're from St. George. From St. George. You're uh, 29 years old. Yeah. Are you married? I am, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Is that a recent thing or you've been married for a while? For a while, about uh, eight years now. Oh, wow. Kids? Not yet. Cool. Well, congratulations on, on eight years of marriage already. 2016, join the Freemasons. Now tell me, were you born a Latter-day Saint? Yeah, I grew up in the church. Okay. So uh, maybe tell me, what drew you to Freemasonry? Okay. Short story, I love the movie National Treasure. <laughs> they formed a new brotherhood called the Freemasons in honor of the builders of the great temple. Okay, great. <laughs> That sparked my interest when I was a kid. Uh, I saw it again in late 2015 when uh, and all of a sudden I thought, I don't really know that much about Masons. Mm -hmm. So I went to Google uh, and uh, I just typed in Freemasonry, St. George, Utah. And lo and behold, there was a link to uh, a Facebook page for the local Masonic Lodge. So I reached out to them and and said, hey, I, I see on your Facebook page you have an, an open house. When is that? And they gave me the date and the time, said, feel free to come over. We'll have a free dinner for you, and we'll give you a tour. Cool. Okay. I was in college still, so a free meal, you can't beat that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so uh, I, I did my first visit in February 2016. I went to the monthly open houses after that for about seven months, and then uh, I filled out a petition to become a Mason. They voted on my petition. They investigated me, uh, you know, why do you want to become a Mason and, and whatnot. Just kind of investigated, that's a strong word. Was it yeah. just more like an interview, or did they like uh, well, do a background check? And... An interview was part of it. Okay. Um, I also had to give character references. Uh, 
I had to have two Masons uh, recommend me, so pretty much Masonic uh, character references as well, okay. in addition to that. Uh, and then an interview where they just wanted to get to know me and uh, figure out why I wanted to be a Mason, make sure that my wife was okay with me being a Mason, hmm. uh, and answer any doubts that she might have had. Um, and then after that, they unanim unanimously voted on me to be a candidate for the degrees of masonry. Uh, I was initiated on September 6th, uh, passed to the second degree on uh, October 22nd, and raised to the sublime degree of Master Mason on December 17th. Wow. All in 2016. Wow. That's, uh, I don't know much about masonry, but that sounds fairly fast. You know, in some countries it might be, but here in the United States, that's pretty typical. Okay. Um, so how many degrees are there? Uh, does that, I, uh, if I recall correctly, they're like 32, 33, is that a thing? Uh, so kind of. Okay. Uh, so masonry in and of itself only has three degrees. Okay. And then once you become a mason, there are other groups that you can join that have their own degree structures. Okay, so it's more complicated than, than maybe I initially thought. Somewhat, but there is one group that has 4 through 33, which you, which a lot of people mistake to be like masonry itself. Right. Okay. So um, a lot of people thought that Joseph Smith was a 33rd degree mason, but mm -hmm. that group wasn't available in Illinois yet during his lifetime. So he was a third degree master mason. Um, I've joined a couple of extra groups, but I'm, I haven't joined that particular group yet. Yeah. So... so this is a Latter-day Saint show, and yeah. there's no, like, like, like uh, for a long time, Boy Scouts of America was, like, you know, a partner of the church or whatever, and, and the youth were encouraged to, you know, join the Boy Scouts. That's not the case with, with Masonry. Like, members of the church were not, like, encouraged to go out and become Masons. Um, so the little experience I have with Masonry, uh, when I was growing up, my best friend's, one, one of my best friend's dad's was a Mason, hmm. and... I was a Boy Scout. Ah, that tied in very nicely together. I was a Boy Scout, and they, um, my friend's dad invited myself and his son, my friend, to go and help out with a flag ceremony uh, during, a, I assume it was a lodge meeting. Yeah. Um, and it seemed really, really, like, it seemed fine, you know? It seemed like my impression was that Masonry was just this group of dudes that were trying to be good dudes, you yeah. know? But it, it, I feel like whenever there's an organization that ha it either has, like, uh, elements of secrecy, quote-unquote, anytime that exists in an organization, people, like, freak out and conspiracy theories start going around and uh, horrible rumors start spreading. Yeah. We've seen it with our faith, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We see it with masonry. We see it with the early Christian church when they thought, you know, uh, people outside the faith, because it was a minority faith back in the day, uh, and they said, oh, this is, you know, a creepy sex cult, or they um, engage in cannibalism because they eat the flesh and blood of their God every week or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of people out there that are a little bit wary of masonry. Um, it's it, My experience is that the rumors are seldom as bad as they're made out to be. Mm -hmm. But as a Freemason yourself, maybe you could uh, speak to that a little bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, let's let's go with that first and see where it takes us. Okay. 
Uh, well, first off, the, the character of masonry itself is that it is a uh, system of morals veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbols. That's the ritual line. That's the uh, explanation that we give to candidates. I've come to explain it and come to see it as a civic fraternity that promotes moral uh, self-improvement, uh, personal integrity, and service to others. Very much like the Boy Scouts, like you were saying. In mm. fact, I compare it to the Boy Scouts quite often. Oh, okay then. So it was, the Man Scouts. Yes. That's the, there yeah. we go. <laughs> so in the early church of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, mm. uh, Joseph Smith was involved with masonry. His family was involved with masonry. That's no secret. Uh, yeah. We've done a couple of episodes. I think I've done a Faith and Beliefs episode. We've done an interview with uh, one or two people about the relationship between uh, Latter-day Saint temple practices and masonry and uh, some of the controversy there. But maybe you could just talk about the relationship between Joseph Smith and masonry in the early church and maybe um, how that bled into, or if it bled into, church practice and, and ritual. Is that, can yeah. you speak to that? Oftentimes people will compare the church's temple endowment ceremony mm -hmm. to Masonic ceremonies. And, um, you know, having been uh, endowed in the temple myself and having gone through the degrees of Masonry, I have somewhat of a, a unique perspective on that. Yeah, you actually have first-hand experience. Exactly. Huh. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so some authority on the, on the subject. Which many critics, either of the church or of Masonry, do not have. So yeah. <laughs> just want to throw that out there, too. The similarities between the two ceremonies well, between the ceremonies of the two groups, I should mm -hmm. better say, because masonry has more than one. It really goes into the, the teaching method. Uh, Joseph adopted the teaching method from the masons, which are um, mainly uh, theatrical presentation, mm -hmm. um, physical gestures for tokens, mm -hmm. and illustrative symbols. Now, the subject matter, context, and purposes are completely different. Mm -hmm. For example, in the endowment, we use the uh, biblical account of the creation uh, as an allegorical setting to teach us about our divine potential and origin, as well as to make covenants with Heavenly Father. In masonry, we don't have that. Hmm. In masonry, we use for our allegorical setting the construction of King Solomon's temple to illustrate moral self-improvement. Uh, personal integrity and service to others, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. There are some similarities between, for example, tokens, and I won't get into too much detail there. Tokens are found all throughout the Bible. I mean, you have um, the rainbow, which is a token of... The know, covenant. Exactly. To yep. not flood the earth like that ever again. Mm -hmm. Baptism, uh, when you're immersed, that is a token of um, taking Christ's name upon yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, bread and water, those are tokens of remembering Christ and renewing those baptismal covenants and so on. So tokens in and of themselves are not unique to the church or to masonry. Um, but the method in which we use the tokens are, are similar. Um, in masonry, you have the signs and tokens which, back in medieval times, the operative masons would use those as their credentials for saying, I'm an apprentice or I'm a journeyman. This is how much I should get paid. I am well-versed in, in this kind of work. Yeah. Um, and uh, so 
in masonry today, we use that as a tradition. Um, it's mainly traditional, but we also use it for, it's one of the, the secrets. Um, and the purpose for the secrets of masonry, including those tokens, is to measure our integrity. The idea behind it is if you uh, can be trusted with this simple secret, that goes pretty far because there's a lot of people who can't keep a secret. Sure. And uh, that's pretty much uh, the, the similarities between the, the ceremonial elements of the two of the two groups. Yeah. I think it's interesting that, you know, you talked about the rainbow as a sign of the covenant that God made with Noah after the, the flood. Yeah. Uh, that probably wasn't the first time a rainbow had ever been seen before. Probably not. Probably not. God was probably just like, okay, here's this thing that maybe already exists, but mm -hmm. I'm going to use it for this other purpose. Yeah. Uh, we see the same thing with uh, another symbol of the covenant, circumcision, uh, that Abraham instituted. Um, he visited Egypt, and as it turns out, Egyptians practiced circumcision, circumcision yeah. before it was implemented as a token or a sign of, of the covenant. Uh, and it's only after that Abraham visits Egypt that he says, okay, circumcision, this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a sign of the covenant. And nobody really seems to be worried about the fact that the Egyptians used it before that and that Abraham probably pretty likely just just used that and applied it for a different purpose. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's that's uh, that's important information, and, and we kind of get into that in some of the other content that we made around this. Thank you for that history. Um, my next question is, are Latter-day Saints discouraged from becoming Masons? I, I Something in my mind is saying, wasn't there some statement from somebody that said if uh, somebody wants to become a, a Mason, they need to get permission from, from like a general authority or something? Is that a thing or am I making this up? So in the 90s, I'm aware of one statement made by a church spokesman. I don't remember his name. I think his last name was Laferb or something like that. I mm. can't quite remember. But okay. he um, said something along, and this was, he was quoted in the Salt Lake Tribune, he said something along the lines of, um, we discourage members from joining oath-bound organizations. However, there was never any policy that I'm aware of in any of the church handbooks. Um, there certainly isn't one now. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen, uh, about a year ago, the church came out with a video called, in its Now You Know series, hmm. about masonry. And it says that members aren't discouraged from becoming masons today. Oh, okay. Um, the policy is simple. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are not prohibited from becoming Masons, nor are Masons prohibited from becoming members of the Church. There was an, a formal ban on the side of the Grand Lodge of Utah against Latter-day Saints from joining from 1925 to 1984. Mm. And so because of that, maybe, I don't know, the... Maybe there was some bad blood there for a little bit or something. Yeah. Could be. Um, and the church even, when that band came out, the church even uh, made a statement saying that they had nothing against masonry, but it was on the side of masonry at that point and, and only in the Grand Lodge of Utah. It was also against members of the church who had become masons in other Grand Lodge jurisdictions who moved to Utah. They couldn't join or visit Utah lodges mm. during that time. So as a master mason... Yeah. Is there any conflict between Masonry and your faith as a Latter-day Saint? Or, or 
honestly any Christian faith. Is there any conflict between Christianity and, and Masonry that, that you've seen? Not that I've seen. There are some uh, Christian faiths that do prohibit their members still, but there's nothing on the side of Masonry uh, today. And really, the Grand Lodge of Utah was the only um, Grand Lodge jurisdiction to have any formal ban against um, members of religious faiths. But there's nothing as far as its tenets or its rules and regulations that would make any uh, Christian uh, doubt whether or not they should be a member, in, in my mind anyway. Hmm. Um, so it's so, been a positive experience for you. It's been an incredibly positive experience. Um, That's cool. I, so. I, I, I'm not a Mason, obviously. I have nothing against them. I yeah. think it's a really interesting organization. Um, the Masons that I do know are fantastic people. Um, I don't buy into the, you know, the conspiracy theories and, and whatnot, especially as a Latter-day Saint, because I've been the victim of all of those rumors and conspiracy theories before. Yeah. So I take them with a huge grain of salt when they come up <laughs> concerning other faiths or groups. Um, they, they rarely turn out to be as bad as, as they're made out to be. But uh, um, I, I, it's, it's always been an interesting organization to me. I really appreciate the symbolism I see you've got your masonry ring. Is that an official yeah. uh, ring, or, or what? Tell me, is there a history behind that, or, or the symbols there? Uh, there is a history behind the symbols. The ring itself, I got on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Wish, or you know, one of those. Yeah. One of those sites. Um, and some of uh, the symbols that are used in masonry will actually be common in. Well, not common, but members will recognize them. Yeah, definitely. Um, in masonry, I can tell you um, that, uh, you know, some of the symbols, uh, well, really all of them, they all have to do with just the moral self-improvement, you know, using the compass to, to draw a line, to uh, a symbolic line, to mm -hmm. uh, keep yourself within due bounds of, you know, proper conduct and whatnot. Right. Um, and we've actually talked about the, the compass and the square in uh, oh. a, a Faith and Beliefs episode about some of the temple symbolism, because those symbols show up on uh, the Nauvoo Temple, Weather Vane, and other yeah. places like that. They even show up outside of masonry, predating masonry, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in Asia and, you know, other places, they're, they're um, not specifically symbols of masonry, but they symbolize, you know, other things as well. Yeah. They're fascinating. I love symbols. <laughs> Just so fascinating to pick them apart. But, uh, and I always, whenever I see a, a mason ring, I know why you got that ring. It's because it's because in National Treasure, the guy at the end, the CIA guy or the FBI, the FBI guy, guy, yeah, he's talking to to Nicolas Cage and he's like, you know, the Masons, and yeah, he's like he's playing, playing with playing his, his ring, ring. <laughs> and you were like, mm, Amazon. That's how I. That's happen. future me right there. Yeah. <laughs> but I see those rings and I think they're cool because. Because I think Masons are generally pretty cool people. But anyways, <laughs> before we end, okay. do you have any um, further thoughts that, that you, you, anything else you want to get out of your system about Masonry? Any points that are um, important to be made that we haven't covered? I would say if you have any doubts about Masonry, uh, reach out to your local lodge. Uh, most lodges and grand lodges have their own websites with a frequently asked questions section or contact us uh, section. Um, and really, just in general, I recommend uh, getting to know your local civic organizations, whether it's the Masons, the Elks, what have you. Um, we're all trying to 
to improve ourselves, yeah, but also trying to make the community a better place. So, see, and and it's things like that that I think are great, and I agree with. But the conspiracy theorists see them, and they're like, "But you've got this secret agenda underneath <laughs> everything. You're just trying to, you know, bring the world to its knees or something." But you're just like, "We're just trying to be good people, you know, and and help people and whatnot." I'll I'll say if you think we're trying to take over the world, just See if you can get into a, you know, some informal meeting where we try to put a pancake breakfast together. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, uh, and what I, I love that advice because so many people, when they have questions about a group, they don't go to that group. Yeah. They're like, oh, I have questions about, you know, the, the Catholic faith. I think I'm going to ask all these people who just left the Catholic faith and obviously hate them. Like, yes. why are you going to do, like, go talk to a Catholic? I'm not saying that's that's the only place you should or can go for, for your research, but, like, if you have questions about Masons, go talk to a Mason, you know? Yeah. If you have questions about Latter-day Saints, go talk to a Latter-day Saint. It's, it's, it's not, you know, I think people sometimes are a little bit afraid to mm -hmm. because maybe they're, I don't know, defensive or, or, or something, but... yeah. Anyways, fascinating organization, um, a rich Latter-day Saint history, or, or maybe I should say Latter-day Saints have a rich history um, within Freemasonry, and there's a ton more that can be said on that. There's actually a book by Matthew Brown uh, called Exploring the Connection, Connections Between Mormons and Masons, right? Yes, there is. That's a great book. Uh, I also recommend um, there is a... There is a talk given by Greg Kearney at a Fair Mormon conference. It's, I think it's called Of Messages and Messengers or something along those lines. I recommend looking at that. And then also there's a Latter-day Saint Mason named Mark Coltco Rivera who has a video here on YouTube um, about the history between the church and masonry, and I recommend that one as well. Right on. Brandon Cole, everyone, if you have questions for him, I'm assuming you'll be in the comment section. I will be in the comment section. So you can leave questions <laughs> about uh, Freemasonry there. Um, just a fascinating topic. I, my knowledge of it is severely lacking, so I'm looking forward to learning more. Uh, and I'm grateful for you uh, for coming on the show, teaching me a little bit more. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Everyone, Brandon Cole, Freemasonry, thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.